They peed on my fucking rug. Episode number 68. First of all, welcome back to the Hold Up What podcast. Hopefully everyone had a great weekend. I think it was nice out in the Northeast. I know there's a hurricane barreling into Florida right now on the western portion of Florida, or at least that's what they're saying it's going to hit. So that's interesting. But before we get into any details, let's hit him with this date in history, August 28th. On August 28th, 1963, one of the most significant events in U.S. civil rights history took place. The March on Washington for Jobs and Freedom. The march drew a crowd of over 250,000 people to the Lincoln Memorial in Washington, D.C., and is perhaps best remembered for Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s iconic I Have a Dream speech. In his speech, King shared a vision of a future where his children would not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. This vision struck a chord with millions of Americans and helped to galvanize support for the civil rights movement. The march and the events surrounding it were instrumental in advancing civil rights in America, leading to the passage of the Civil Rights Act of 1964 and the Voting Rights Act of 1965. These landmark pieces of legislation helped to dismantle systemic racism in various public and private sectors along much work remains to be done, although much work remains to be done. The March on Washington remains a symbol of the ongoing struggle for racial equality and justice, and Dr. King's I Have a Dream speech continues to inspire new generations to work toward making his dream a reality. So August 28th is a crucial date in American history that marks a momentous step in the long and ongoing fight for civil rights and equal opportunity for all Americans. So today's Military Monday, but like I was saying earlier, the Hurricane Idalia is heading towards Florida, the western portion. I know last year, Tampa, was it last year or two years ago when Tampa got hit with that hurricane and Tampa is ill-prepared for a direct hit from a hurricane due to them being on the western portion of the country, western portion of the state and the hurricanes primarily coming up the south southeast and eastern part. So we'll see what happens. And now we'll go from there. There's also another hurricane that's off in the Atlantic. Shouldn't really impact anything too much, but that's your weather update for all you weather geeks out there. Also big news in Florida that there was a shooting in Tallahassee that was racially charged, racially motivated. They found his manifesto and it said a whole bunch of racist shit in there. And he went on a he went on a spree with a handgun and an assault rifle to kill some black people at a Dollar General. Uh, he succeeded and... Yeah, another mass shooting, another week in America, so that's always fun. But we're going to lighten the mood a little bit, and we're going to go with Military Monday today. we got a big topic. We're going to go over the difference between ass-kissing and working hard in the military. So, let's get into it.
So a big problem, or I wouldn't even say it's a problem. It's kind of the culture in the Air Force. I don't know how it is in other branches, but I don't think it's as bad as it is in the Air Force. Um, The difference between kissing ass to get ahead or working hard or a combination of both hybrid ass kissing. And we're going to cover the ass kissing part first because that's a little more prevalent and it gets thrown around a lot more than just working hard. So ass kissing, right? The benefit of it is that the people that are your in charge of you like their ass kissed, you know, uh, they are, uh, you're more well, you're well known with a better reputation as the hard worker, although you're not really a hard worker, you're just kissing ass and you could be both. You can kiss ass and work hard. So the people that are in charge usually see you because you're not going to kiss the ass of someone that's below you. You're going to kiss, you always kiss up, you know, I guess that's where the phrase kiss up came from. He's a kiss up or she's a kiss up. I don't know, but there's ass kicking, ass kissing, which can help you either get out of trouble, get ahead, get a recommendation, or even even get a different position that you wanted, um, which would be appropriate to your level of rank. But there are there are benefits to doing it. But there's also negative things like no one's really going to like you. You're not going to have too many friends if you are the ass kisser. If you're labeled the ass kisser and the try hard, I feel like those go those are synonymous terms. Ass kissing, try hard, um, blow hard is another one. These are the people that they know who's looking, they know who's watching, they put on a show. And it's not, it's very veneer. Alex Rodriguez, famous baseball player, has a good, he's very veneer. You know, you could tell he's putting on a show. There's an act involved. Whereas someone that just works hard, they just work hard. They're not worried about how it looks. They know what they're, they're just working. You know, like they're not showing off like, hey, look at me. Look how hard I'm working. They just do their job and they're like, hey, I'm good to go. Right. And they go from there. Uh, it takes a different type of persona to be an ass kisser. You kind of have to manipulate people. Uh, you got to kind of stand out, but you're standing out saying like, look, how, look at me. Look, look at me, Louie, basically. It doesn't actually bring value to the workplace. It more than likely brings down morale, definitely, but it doesn't actually give you anything more. It's kind of just one of these like, oh, this person's kissing ass and not actually doing his job. Or he takes, in the worst case scenarios, they're taking credit for shit they didn't do, which we couldn't get into, which we can get into. So before, you guys know what ass kissing is. I'm not going to sit here and break it down, you know, line by line what it is. But in the Air Force, it starts It starts young. <laughs> It starts young in your career. Uh, You could spot these people out. So basic training, everyone's getting yelled at, everyone's doing their thing. We're all pretty much the same. There's like a dorm leader and that person nine times out of 10 is an ass kisser. They're like, they're the blowhard. Like they're like, oh, my dad was in the military. I'm looking forward to doing pushups all day. And like they're, they're gung ho, you know, like they're bleeding blue. But for the most part, they're just in the same boat. But now they just have a little bit more responsibility. It's when you go to tech school is when they start to really come out of the wood, woodwork. They start, uh, you start recognizing them and they try to, they push their name to the front. So in tech school, there are these things called ropes. You're a rope and you wear this little thing on your arm and it's a different color and you're the only person that has them. There's like 10 of them, maybe out of 200 people, 300 people, only like 10 of pe- and only like 10 people volunteer to do this, this shit. So these ropes are basically snitches, right? They're in charge of like account accountability. They're similar to like the dorm leader or like the flight leader. You know, they're kind of, <laughs> they're in charge, but they're not actually in charge. They have no real authority. They just have this fucking rope and they have the ear of the staff sergeant or the tech sergeant that's above us who's actually in charge. So they're kissing ass, right? They want to be recognized. They have no real authority. And when like the sergeants and stuff come around, they get really like, good morning, sir. How are you? Can I get you anything? Like that kind of shit. And it's like, slow it down. So let's just say I break a rule in tech school, right? No one sees it besides one of the ropes. What they do is they go and tell on you. 
So they're snitches. They usually have no friends. They only hang out with each other and they think they're better than you, but they're not. So that's where it starts with the ass kissing. And then you proceed to your first base, right? Usually this gets beat out of you right away because you don't want to be the person nobody hangs out with, right? Because at that point, you're not trying to tell on your friends and you're also not trying to get in trouble and you have no idea what you're doing. So like, it doesn't seem right that you're the one that's trying to be the bad at like the wouldn't say badass, but you're not you're not trying to do too much because you don't even know what you're supposed to be doing for the most part. You don't know where anything is, you know. But some people continue to be ass kissers. Uh, they try really hard. They say yes to everything, and they usually get rewarded with some bullshit. Like you're gonna get a coin or this award. We're gonna put you up for like Airman of the Year on base and Airman of the Quarter and all this stuff. And seeing through the veil. <laughs> of what is actually happening is that they're all the staff sergeants and NCOs are delegating the task to you because they don't want to do it themselves and they want to make they want to make you feel like you're doing it and it's your idea and you're doing above and beyond all this stuff you know you're overachieving but in reality they're just passing work on to you but the the ass kisser does not know this right they're oblivious to this fact they think if they kiss enough ass they'll get ahead and they'll get more and more and more sometimes they do but a lot of the time they don't because it doesn't get you promoted faster. It, you might get a promotion statement that gives you more points on a test, but you still have to take a test. You, you still have to show up on the test day and get a good score. And you might get the extra points that put you over the top because you were kissing ass, but it's not the, uh, you're not going to get promoted because you kissed the right ass. And then it slowly as the years go on, it kind of gets beat out of you a little bit. There's an individual that uh, in tech school, he was one of these ropes. He earned his red rope. He was so proud of himself. I'm not, I'm not going to say his name. So proud of himself. Uh, we got to our first base. We went to the same base together. And this person decided to announce that he was a red rope in tech school. And the NCO, who was our supervisor, was like, oh, that's cool. I don't give a shit. And that was it. And this kid's like world got shattered by that statement. It was the kid, the guy wasn't saying it out of malice. He wasn't being mean. He was just like, cool, that doesn't really matter in the real world. So awesome. And he kind of straightened his act out a little bit after that. He was still kissing ass, but not as much. He kind of toned it down. And then he realized like, oh, wait, the reason I'm not fitting in with these people is because I'm telling on them. And it, he, he kind of straightened his act out at that point. So you kind of weed them out. After a few years, they get mostly everyone kind of levels off. And that's where the hard worker comes in. You either you stay a hard worker, you do your job, you do it really well, you control your area, right? Like you, I'm in charge of my office, I can control them. Not like micromanage or anything, but I have my finger on the pulse, right? I'm doing what I'm supposed to do, making sure they're doing what they're supposed to do. But I'm not taking credit for what they do. You know, I'm not kissing ass. So those people usually end up being hard workers and usually they end up being like, okay, okay to above average at their job. But some of them stay ass kissing. And by the time you're in like for like three, four or five years, like this is like less than 1% of the people. But if you have this person working with you in your office, right? And it's They've been in for like the same amount of time as you have. If they've been in for more than four years and they're still kissing ass, this person's going to be a problem for everybody. They like to point shit out that doesn't exist or it's not up to like the Air Force standard. They like throwing that word out, the Air Force standard. And it's like, yeah, we do have standards in the Air Force. Some of them are a little more lax than others, like showing up exactly at nine o'clock. If it's 9.04, I don't need the person that kisses ass to come up to me and tell me this person's late. I already know the person's late. It's my job to know they're late. My job is to make, sh- to make sure they know why they're late or like find out why they're late. Is there a reason why? Or they're just being lazy. So the ass kisser after like four years of being in, if you still have this person working with you, it sucks the life out of everything because no one wants to hang out with them and they'll throw you under the bus just to get ahead. 
They'll happily grab you by the back of your shirt and toss you in front of a bus just to save their own ass. So no one really trusts them. But that's when it dials back into like the loneliness part, which I think I spoke about a few weeks ago, where like it's a lifestyle and it can get lonely. But if you're putting yourself in the position that everyone knows that you're annoying and you're kind of fake about your whole thing, you isolate yourself at that point. And then you become lonely and you're like, oh, the Air Force is miserable. I have no friends. And it's like, yeah, you kind of did it to yourself, you know? If you're telling on people you work with, or if you're the per- type of person that like literally like wants to push other people down to get up, then yeah, no one's really going to like you. Sorry, I got the hiccups there. But then you have the hard worker, right? The hard worker and the ass kisser are two different people. The hard worker usually doesn't speak. He doesn't really, or he or she does, doesn't really go to like squadron events, doesn't lead anything, but you know they're getting their job done and you know they're doing it really well. They might not get the accolades, the awards, or any kind of recognition for it, but you know damn well you want that person on your team. They're like the speak softly and carry a big stick. You don't have to worry about them. Blue collar, lunch pail workers, whatever whatever phrase you want to call them. They're going into work, doing their job, and then they're going home. The problem with them is because they're not ass kissing and because there's people ass kissing in front of them, they never get recognized. So what happens is they do all their work. They do it probably above average. They do it efficiently, consistently. You never have to worry about them. They're on time or they're early. They never miss appointments. They're respectful. And then they just get looked over for stuff because no one knows who they are. The people above them don't know who they are because they're not kissing ass every day. Whereas the ass kisser usually sucks at his job or she sucks at her job, but everyone thinks that they're this hard worker. Everyone believes, oh, because they're always around. They're always smiling. So the ass kisser gets priority on stuff. They get the they get the awards. They go up for awards. They get comp days. They Oh, you organized a fucking base cleanup. Like, cool. But are you good at your job? No? Oh, well, aren't you here to do your job? Yeah, but I'm doing volunteer stuff. It's like, that's cute. But I don't need someone that's going to be volunteering for shit. I need someone that's going to do their job so I don't get fucking yelled at. So I appreciate the hard workers way more than I appreciate the ass kissers. And I don't really have too many ass kissers in my office. The one girl in my office that won senior arm below the zone, I mean, she got promoted early from one rank to another. This is before you, this is the rank before you test. So if you go back to one of my old podcasts on how you promote, you can listen to that process. So the below the zone, she got below the zone, right? She didn't do anything above and beyond doing her job going to school, never getting in trouble, and she didn't try too hard to do any of these things. She just sat there, didn't speak. When someone told her to do something, she did it. She didn't announce it was done. She just did it, kept it moving, and that was it. She wins this below the zone thing. So she gets promoted early. That's the person I want because she's not going to cause a ruckus. She's not going to come in come in late. If she calls in sick, she's going to call well in advance. Not that it matters, but she's married. <laughs> so like, you, that's like one of those, like you could tell a lot about a person by like their home lifestyle kind of thing. You know, she she's not going out on weekends is what I'm trying to say. Like she's not going crazy on weekends, party, coming in hungover. She goes to work, goes home. That's it. Simple. Keeps it, keeps it simple. Where you got other people that blatantly kiss ass, they come into our office looking for volunteers once a week. We need volunteers for this. We need volunteers for that. Who's going to this? Oh, I am. They raise their hand. They're always getting called out by leadership. And then they fail their staff sergeant test. (laughs) And they don't make, oh, that happened. Oh, it was the best ever. And it's like, no, you just 
acted like you were the best ever. So the hard workers go under the radar a lot, but I'm always about the hard workers. My whole office, my whole philosophy in my office is do your job, do it really well. Everything else can get ignored at that point. But the second you stop doing your job or you start coming in late, the second it starts affecting your job and affecting the people around you is when the heat comes down. So as long as we continue to do our job at an above average rate, I know there's going to be times where it sucks and we're going to fuck things up and it's going to be miserable, but I'm not going to make you guys go to the extracurricular shit or make them do anything volunteer worthy. If they want to want it, if they want to do it, they don't want to do it. If they do want to do it, sure, let's do it. But if they're just like, nah, I'm good. All right. Well, it's because that they're doing their job. I'm not going to force them to do shit they don't want to do. If I see them sitting there doing nothing, time to pick some weeds, kids. You know, let's get out there and, you know, but I can't stand the people that just sit there and they want to just be blowhards about this whole thing. But in the Air Force, the culture is the, the ass kisser usually gets more awards, more recognition, but it does it's like a hollow. It's 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 very it's a house of cards because it doesn't make them smart. It doesn't make them better than anybody else. Usually they suck at their job. Like the one person, she got a promotion statement. She got the highest promotion statement you could for staff sergeant, which is an extra 50 points, I think. So at that point, that's like a quarter of your score. So she got like a free all she had to do was do about 50% and she would have got a 75 and probably would have passed. But she didn't. And everyone was pissed off. It's like, yo, we kind of told you that she she didn't deserve this. But what was she really good at? She was really good at kissing ass. She was really good at making people seeing her do things outside of her job. She was terrible at her job. She was the worst, worst person in the job. She had the org box on mute. You don't do that. Like, that's not a thing you do. You don't mute the org box. You know, it's not, it's just not some, she muted the fucking thing. So she never got alerts to the org box. The only way you'd get something done is if you would have to text her or call her and say, hey, can you check the org box? But no one picked up on that because she's doing all the extracurricular stuff and not her fucking job. Where like a hard worker would make sure the org box is empty and then do the extra stuff. But the hard workers don't get rewarded. They don't make staff because they don't have the extra points. Like the, one of the guys in my office would have made staff. If he just got half of a promotion statement, he would have gotten it. And you can argue like, yeah, if he just did a little bit of volunteering, he would have gotten it. But I don't need someone that's going to volunteer. I need someone that's going to be working hard. So it goes both ways. But I would nine times out of 10 much rather have a hard worker than someone that kisses ass. But the culture in the Air Force rewards the ass kissers. So if you're an ass kisser, you probably know it. So anyway, we're going to wrap this one up. We got the football season coming up. Fantasy football draft is this weekend. Season starts the following weekend. We're going to do a new segment. Not sponsored by anybody, but... (laughs) I wish it was sponsored by DraftKings. We're gonna be placing weekly bets on the games. So if you wanna if you got a line, if you got a if you got any inside info, be sure to push it my way because we're gonna do we're gonna do an NFL picks Wednesday nights, see how the picks went out, and see if we made a little money on this thing. We're not gonna be betting anything more than like twenty dollars, so get that fucking thought out of your head. We're not putting the savings account into DraftKings, you know? We're gonna put about twenty dollars in a week, see if we could flip it, you know, go from there. So we're doing picks on Wednesday nights ahead of the Thursday night game because I'm going to record on Wednesday. Episode's going to be out Thursday. I don't want to have to record on Thursday and push it out before eight o'clock. And you know, it's going to be a whole thing. So Wednesday night, the NFL picks are going to be coming out. You can bet along with me, bet on your own, keeps it interesting. And then obviously fantasy football, 
And I'll be the first person to say the worst conversation you can have is about fantasy football, even if it's in your own league, which is more interesting, but still not interesting. When you're talking about fantasy football with anybody that's not in your league, it is the worst form of conversation because they're telling you about their third running back, their flex position, PPR, not PPR, all that stuff. And it's like, I don't know, I'm not keeping track of your team. I got teams over here. I got two teams this year. That's going to take up all my brain power. I don't have that much brain power left. I got two classes. I got the fucking podcast. I'm going to be playing streaming Starfield, which you can follow me at twitch.tv slash dbk underscore ttv. Obviously, I still got to work out. I got the hound who runs the show around here. So yeah, I don't want to hear about your fantasy teams. (laughs) I really don't. But it is something people talk about. And if you're going to talk to me about it, I'm going to talk to you about it. So I just wish Brady was still in the league because he was my quarterback. Big locker room guy. So we'll see how this goes. But so that's Wednesday nights. We're putting out the picks for the weekend and we'll go from there. With that being said, we're going to get the hell out of here. It's been 27 minutes or so. We're going to chop this baby down. Hopefully no one gets too impacted by the hurricane in Florida. Don't get shot in Florida. Stop going Florida, I guess. And uh, yeah, we'll get out of here.